Good morning, my wonderful, beautiful people. This is Ashley Campbell with Daily Encouragement. By the time you hear this episode, it's going to be June 8th. Oh man, you guys, thank you so much for the support in the podcast. Um, I've been getting a ton of downloads lately. Super excited about that. I just want to influence the world with the grace of God. I want people walking in their authority and their values and their character. And that is why I'm so excited that this devotional would be released sometime this year, you guys. Um, as you know, these episodes are pre-recorded. So the record date for this episode is actually April 13th. So you guys, I'm definitely ahead. I'm ahead in the game, but I like to do that because you guys, I, you guys know our homeschool and you know, um, that's my biggest priority, but I also want to make sure that I'm sharing, you know, my heart with you guys and building up people. I believe that's the role that I'm supposed to play in the body of Christ. So here I am, you guys. So anyway, I want to share with you guys something that, you know, I was thinking about the other night and, um, you know, that kind of provoked this. It was actually the next day. It was something I was reading the night before and then basically how the Lord encouraged me the next day. So today I want to talk to you guys about the whole idea of not worrying. Don't worry. Okay. Um, there's plenty of reason to worry these days. Um, if you watch the news and you soak everything in and you believe everything that you hear and you just go ahead and, and, wrap your whole life around that. There's plenty of reason to believe there's tons to worry about. Hold on really quick. What you need? Yes. Anyway, you guys, so I want to pray with you guys really quick and I better get off this podcast because my kids are barging in here right now and they're making this extremely difficult sometimes. Hold on just a second. Aliyah, you need to go out. please. Thank you. Those are very pretty flowers. I found the vase, by the way. I found the vase to put them in. I'll show it to you when I get done. Okay. All right. I'll be done very soon. I love you. Okay, Bear. All right, you guys. So where was I? Worrying. There's plenty of reason to worry. If you take in everything you hear, absorb everything you read, um, you know, if you're constantly in front of the news or even listening to podcasts, there's so much information out there, you guys, that can really derail us. And so I just want to talk to you guys today about something the Lord encouraged me with the other night. And I want to pray really quick and I want to jump into this conversation. Uh, Lord Jesus, thank you for this day. Thank you, Lord, for your Holy Spirit. Thank you that you love us, Lord. Thank you, God, that you care about us. Thank you, God, that we don't have to worry about our life. Lord, you've told us that over and over again. And I pray that that truth would sink much deeper into our hearts than the words of the people outside of us. And, you know, really the ones that Satan is using to dictate his agenda. Lord, we're not supposed to be living by fear. Those are, those are Satan's words. Satan produces fear and he's the, he's the father of lies. He speaks from his own resources. Lord, let us remember these things and let us take a step back and ask ourselves, are we believing what you say, Lord, that you're going to take care of us? Or are we going to believe everything outside of that? Lord, you make it so simple for us, but we overcomplicate it. So Jesus, I just pray for healing in our hearts and in our lives. I pray we'd be more vulnerable to let you change our beliefs, to attack the things in our life, Lord, that don't serve us, that we know that don't serve us, the things that keep us stuck and hidden and isolated and full of blame and shame and condemnation and judgment, and that we would allow your love and grace and truth and mercy to penetrate our hearts and our lives in such a way that we can literally live out what you say and in, 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 with no effort per se where it just becomes a natural state of thinking as a result of the healing you do inside of us, Lord, by your spirit. So Lord, let us just make trusting you the new normal. So I love you, Lord. I pray you got into this conversation and we just pray all these things in Jesus name. Amen. You guys hold on really quick. Yes, daughter.
No, you're not going to go in my office right now. Let me, I need to finish this podcast. I would like to finish this podcast. <laughs> I need to, and I would like to. Um, like I told you guys, I love talking to you about the things the Lord uses in my life to encourage me. And so, okay. Um, I get a newspaper sent to my house every week, you guys, called, I think it's what, the Epic Times? Truth and Tradition. Um, I found this back in 2020. I think I think I even seen it before then. Um, I really appreciated them because they were kind of talking about different, um, they were talking about communism and how it's, you know, how it started. And it, it really, it really was, um, uh, I guess I appreciated it because it was educating me on things that I was not, um, very aware of and things I didn't really know. And I thought, you know, that's really amazing that I kind of think, I, I wish there was more media outlets that focused on educating people. Right. And when you, when you think about, you know, the whole purpose of the education system, that's really what it was for, right. To, um, teach people, um, principles and in ways of doing things that will sustain, especially in the United States, right. Um, United States, I, I mean, I, I know the founding fathers had in mind that each person would know their authority and walk in it. And we'd be able to pass that down from generation to generation, but you can only do that if you teach the next generation certain things right and so anyway um i just feel like there's so much stuff out there that has not been passed down and we are such a void there's such a hole in our world right now of just knowledge and understanding and insight and um you know just basic information about you know even civics and certain forms of government and even even basics basics down how to you know be more self-sustaining and and you know um you know, how to plant your own food and, you know, that kind of stuff. People don't make their own clothes anymore, you know? Um, People don't really cook their own foods at home anymore. People don't can very much anymore. You know, those kind of skills that have been kind of lost along the way. Uh, Most kids are not taught a trade by their parents. You know, that's how people survived back in the day. So, you know, as, as wonderful as it is to have some of the luxuries that we have, Um, you know, there's kind of a, a a really extreme dependency that's been created by the lack of skills and knowledge that's been passed down. But I digress. Okay. You guys, I'm not trying to focus on that too much. My, my whole point today was I got this paper, I get it sent to my house and I was, I, I was reading it and there was this article underneath, um, nation. This was the first page of the paper, the front page. And it says preppers warn of hard times ahead as preparedness goes mainstream. Okay. So I'm going to read a little bit of this to you guys. I'm going to read a little bit of this to you guys, share my thoughts and then share how the Lord encouraged me. So it says, as the idea of food self-reliance goes mainstream, Texas-based food scientist and health ranger podcast, Mike Adams says now is the time to start prepping for nationwide food shortages and other major events. With food production buckling under the weight of runaway inflation, skyrocketing fuel costs, and fertilizer shortages, much of what's in store for many people is already built in, he said. The thing to really watch for is the food inflation, Adams told the Epic Times. My position is we're going to see food riots in America before the end of this year. We're going to see flash mobs in grocery. Okay, let me go to A4. Bear with me, you guys. Um... Hold on. Sorry about that, guys. A4. Okay. In stores, especially for meat products. Grocery stores are going to respond with increased security and checkpoints. At some point, we're probably going to see an attempt at price controls and rationing. 
and not on everything, certain types of things. It's almost certain that they will attempt to enforce the rationing with a vaccine passport app that becomes a food rationing app, Adams told Epic Times. Adams isn't alone in his prediction of hard times coming to the United States and the world. A number of other online preppers are already sounding the alarm to get ready for food scarcity. Okay. And I read that and I was just like, okay, Lord, here we go. You know, that honestly, just the thought of that without having the knowledge of God stresses me out. You know, um, I don't know about you guys, but I live on a single income. Me and my husband have been together for 21 years. We have seven kids together. He's been the sole provider. I've been at home with our kids, um, you know, homeschooling and everything, but we're not homesteaders. I don't have this big garden planted. I don't have all of these beef cattle and chickens and animals, though we had chickens at our last place, but I have not had any kind of desire to get chickens lately. Um, you know, that does take a lot of work. <laughs> and, uh, you know, there's part of me that's not really uh, wanting to do that in this season of my life. But anyway, the point is, is, you know, we are not to... We are not prepared to the, degree, to the degree that these people are urging you to be at. And I thought to myself, you know, Lord, we have relied on you ever since we started following you. And we have lacked nothing. Do you guys know how many times I've heard about this, even in 2020, food shortages and all this kind of stuff? Like, this narrative has been on for a long time and I'm sure there was other narratives that were being played even before that. And I'm not saying things aren't gonna happen. I'm just saying, where is the foundation and the security for people who don't have all of those things stored up? You guys, I don't have uh, a month of food supply stored up. I got a two week, two weeks at a time. It's called get paid every two weeks. It's called paycheck to paycheck living. Is there anybody out there who can relate to me in that way are you living paycheck to paycheck i am i don't want to i i desire to make more money i'm doing my best to do that you guys as far as create another stream of income you know by doing this podcast getting my book you know having a book out there um i do online fitness coaching on the side which that doesn't even this that hasn't even paid for itself yet you know um i think it has up through april i'm not sure i'll be in june like i said this podcast is pre-recorded I made it in March. I made enough money for March. I haven't figured out April yet, okay? So it's like, I have to go month to month basis on that because I I don't have the money to make, to put into my business. I'm trying to, my business either has to pay for itself or it can't function, (laughs) okay? So, um, and that's really how businesses should be, right? I mean, we we all desire to, if you do want to start a business, you want it to be self-sustaining, but I digress. The point is, is if you were like me, you know, you don't have all this extra food stored up and all this extra income coming in. You know, you're doing the best with what you got and what you're aware of and what you can do. And what is the hope for people like us, right? What is the hope for you who live paycheck to paycheck, who live off, you know, you get it paid for two weeks, you buy your groceries and that's it. What are you going to do? I'll tell you what we're going to do. We're going to go back to what God said in the very beginning and we're going to remember who he's always been to us. And we have to keep that in the forefront of our minds, you guys. Yes. Why do they put this in the paper? Because these are conversations that are getting loud enough that you have to start talking about it. Okay. Um, you can look at the signs of the times and, you know, rationing. And, and I think there was something, I, I just saw something the other day, you guys. Now, remind you, you're going to hear this in June. This was in April. 
But I, I just saw an article recently about how the current administration wants to start pushing digital currency. You guys already, I mean, if y'all are familiar with the Bible, the Bible talks about that. You won't be able to buy, sell, and trade without, you know, the mark. And uh, it's funny, a lot of people think the mark is just this literal implant. It could be that to a degree. But, you know, a lot of people don't realize that they're already been marked because they, they're, how many people are literally going along with so many things right now that you were like, why are you doing that? We'll get into that. I should do another podcast kind of talking about that. But anyway, let me go back to not worrying. I want to stay focused on that, you guys, because I could take this anywhere and everywhere, but I got to stay focused. So I was finding myself becoming anxious apart from the knowledge of God, reading that, thinking about food shortages, Lord, what am I going to do? And so I was like, you know what, Lord, I kind of remember all you've done for me. I've been following you for 15 years and you have taken care of me. You guys, I've told you the wonderful things that God has done in my life how he's provided for me and my family. Okay. Um, did you guys know if you need anything, you can ask God for it. Have anybody ever done that? If you need money to buy a house, have you ever asked God to provide money for that? I have, and he did a couple times, every time I have come to a position in my life or an understanding or a consciousness that I know I can ask him for anything and he'll do it. So, you know, our security should be in our awareness and our consciousness that God is with us. I don't know if you guys have read those scriptures and Psalms, how it talks about the righteous are never begging bread. You guys, do you think this is the first time in human history that, uh, you know, the world has ever been faced with famines and all this kind of stuff? You know, God sent famines to Egypt, right? Because he was dealing with certain wicked people, certain people who want to continually deny him. There's going to be consequences for that, you guys, because ultimately God doesn't want people to perish. But people have to suffer the consequences of throwing out the knowledge of God. How do you feel when you don't live by the knowledge of God? Let's just say you have the knowledge of God and he says, don't worry about your life. But then you let you allow a moment to come in or a thought to come in that steals that away. And you've got yourself worrying about your life. You're worrying about what you're going to eat, drink, or wear. How does that feel? It feels like burden. It feels like stress, shame, confusion, fear, you know, anger, all kinds of negative emotions. Those emotions have a function, but I'm trying to paint the picture that there's a certain state of being that results when you don't live by what God says and what he promised. Your life's going to be miserable. It's going to suck. I mean, even if you could be a Christian now and feeling like that, well, you got some things to work out, right? You got to learn how to trust the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding, right? And so I want to just encourage the Christians out there to be comfortable in your relationship with God not to worry about what you're going to eat, drink, or wear. The Lord never created us to worry about those things. And so anyway, let me, uh, oh, sorry, guys. I'm trying to put my hair up right now because I swear it's like super hot in here right now. I don't have my AC on. I'm telling you out here in Tennessee, there's no, there's no, okay, it's been cold and now it's just going to be like, you don't need to have the AC on. You don't need to have the heater on. Like, you know, the downtime on your thermostat to, you know, the bill kind of stays down. There's no such thing out here. You're either freezing your butt off or you're freaking roasting. Like it's one or the other. <laughs> so, Anyway, you guys, let me get my notes out really quick. Um, I'm trying to remember. I was in Luke 12. Let's go to Luke 12 really quick, you guys. This was such a great example because, you know, we got to remember the mindset of thinking that everything, okay, if I just have everything stored up, I'm going to be just fine. Right? All right. Let, let's. That, that, that's the solution, right? We, we, we have this mentality. The prepper mentality is if you're stored up, you're going to be fine. 
right? If you're stored up, you can live merry, right? But there's, there's something that we got to remember in the storing up process. Now check this out. It says, the ground of a certain rich man yielded plentifully, and he thought within himself, saying, what shall I do since I have no room to store my crops? So he said, I will do this. I will pull down my barns and build greater, and there I will store all my crops and my goods. And I will say to my soul, soul, you have many goods laid up for many years. Take ease, eat, drink, and be merry. But God said to him, fool, this night your soul will be required of you. Then whose will those things be which you have provided? Have you guys ever considered your relationship with God in your pursuit for storing up? Look, trust me, you guys, I know how difficult this is. I grew up learning to rely on money and I was poor. I told you guys I lived in a freaking van down by the river with my mom. We, we lived off freaking food stamps and, and TANF and food bank and, and the generosity of other human beings. Okay. And so I, because I didn't learn how to bond and rely on other humans in the way of consistency and and faithfulness and loyalty and responsibility and, and a person being of their word, right? I never learned those things in dynamics. I learned to rely on my, my the child support check that my dad sent to my mom every month to feel a sense of security. Now I'm in the process of unlearning to rely on money for my security because I'm like, Lord, I don't want my well-being to be dictated by an amount in my bank account. <laughs> Seriously, can you guys relate? You know, do, is there a certain amount of money you think you have to have to feel secure? I'm like, Lord, let that be far from me. Lord, let that be far from me. If my security is more in how much money I have versus my security and the knowledge of knowing how faithful you've been to me. I want you guys to sit on that for a minute. I want you to challenge yourself a little bit. I want you to ask yourself, ask the Lord, Lord, am I relying more on you? Am I relying more on money instead of you? You guys, God wants to bless us. He wants to prosper us. It says that God gives us the ability to produce wealth. God wants to give us, he wants to be generous with us. You guys, if anybody needs money, it's the kingdom of heaven. It's God's people. So we can do more things. You guys, we cannot do anything if we don't have resources. Okay. Money is not bad. Resources are not bad. It's just, I know within myself when I let those things have me and it steals my peace, right? Oh, if I don't have this much money in the bank, I can feel anxiety build up. I'm like, oh crap, what am I going to do? What do you mean? What are you going to do, Ashley? You're going to do what you've been doing for the last 15 years. And that's relying on, on the love of God and his grace. And God will give us wisdom, right? So I want you guys to take a step back and ask yourself, Lord, am I relying on you hundred percent? And if something in you says no, don't judge yourself for that. Understand yourself. Okay, Lord, how did that come to be? How did I come to rely more on things outside of myself instead of you? All right. So check this out. Let me, let me finish with the scripture here. He goes, your very soul will be required of you. Did you guys know that? Did you know your soul will be required of you? Have you thought about that in your relationship with the Lord? So it goes on. The Lord's talking to his disciples. And he goes, after he gives that parable, then he said to his disciples that he's talking to us. This word is for his disciples. If you've become a student of Jesus Christ, these words you can take in. Therefore, I say to you, do not worry about your life, what you will eat, nor about the body, what you put on. Life is more than food and the body is more than clothing. Consider the ravens for they neither sow nor reap, which have neither storehouse nor barn and God feeds them. Of how much more value are you than the birds? 
And which of you, by worrying, can add one cubit to his stature? If you then are not able to do the least, why are you anxious for the rest? Consider the lilies, how they grow. They neither toil nor spin. And yet I say to you, even Solomon in all his glory was not arrayed, arrayed like one of these. If then God so clothes the grass, which today is in the field and tomorrow is thrown into the oven, how much more will he clothe you, O you of little faith? And do not seek what you should eat or what you should drink, nor have an anxious mind. For all these things the nations of the world seek after, and your Father knows that you need these things. But seek the kingdom of God, and all these things shall be added to you. Do not fear, little flock, for it is your Father's good pleasure to give you the kingdom. Sell what you have and give alms. Provide yourselves money bags, which do not grow old, a treasure in heaven that does not fail, where no thief approaches nor moth destroys. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. Okay? So, he's telling us not to worry, not to have an anxious mind. Says your father is pleased to give you the kingdom. What has God given us in exchange? If he tells us not to worry about our life, that means he's telling us, I've provided for you. What has God provided? He goes, I've given you the kingdom. Everything is his. How do you access that? Jesus tells us right here. He says, for where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. So how do you access the kingdom of heaven? With your heart. Where your heart is reveals where your access is. Where is your heart? Is it in the world? Lord, how am I going to make this happen? Or is it in the kingdom? You know what, God? I'm going to live in your words. You say, you say to eat your flesh and drink your blood, right? His flesh is his revelation. His blood is his forgiveness that gives you the ability to live in that revelation. Are you going to stay in that place? Right? Like, Lord, I'm going to live by what you tell me, what you've revealed, how you've healed me, all your provisions, things I've asked you to do and things you've helped me with, the life I have right now. If you're a God's child, I want you to take some inventory. How is your life right now? At this moment, are you taken care of? Do you have everything you need? Do you have things you want? Right? Ask yourself the question. Now look, trust me, I know there's all kinds of variables. How do you spend your money? What are you buying this? What are you buying that? That's a whole nother podcast. We could talk about, you know, um, those those things on another podcast. We could, we could talk about expenses and, and all this kind of stuff, but I'm not going there because that's not the heart of this. The heart of this podcast is that you would learn to live in the heart of God and not in the world where all the worry and all the anxiety is. We have to live in the heart of him being a father and he knows what we need before we ask. You have to literally let those words change your life. Are you letting God's word change you in that way? Like, have you made that a true reality for you or do you just play around with it? You're like half in and half out. You gotta make up your mind. Choose this day who you will serve. God says we don't have to worry. All right, so where your heart... Where your heart is reveals where your access is. You can access the kingdom of heaven because God has given it to you. Put your heart in heaven. Okay? How do you do that? By waiting for your master to return. You want you want for God's words to come to pass in your life. Alright? So, do you want God's words to come to pass in your life? Do you want his promises and the things he says to be a reality? If I read these words to you, don't worry about your life and you find out you are worrying about your life, do you want the reality of God providing for you to be true? Then take your heart through the process. Put it in the kingdom of heaven. Put it in that reality. 
put it in that process of Lord, I need to be sanctified. I, I need to learn how to accept truth. Your truth is I don't have to worry, but I am make it true for me, Lord. That's how you're going to get access. God says, all you got to do is ask that that's, that's, that's the dynamic in the kingdom of heaven is asking. So don't think that, Oh, I'm a Christian. God's just going to bring everything. I don't have to ask. Yes, you do. You're a child. Children have to ask for everything. Don't do they not? Do you not make your kids ask for everything? Did you ask me? You ever get mad when your kids don't ask? I'm just saying we're children. Same dynamic in the kingdom of heaven. He's a father. He wants his children to ask. If you don't have something, are you asking God for it? If you're not asking him for it, why? Why are you living so independent from him in that way? Okay. If you need wisdom, ask God. I'm telling you, asking is the prerequisite of all things. If you want your heart to be in the kingdom of heaven, you got to start asking him some questions. So anyway, you guys, I'm going to get off here. We don't have to worry, you guys. You're going to see articles like this all over the place. They're going to be all over the news. They're going to be on podcasts. Let me tell you something. If you consume, if you are listening to that and you find your heart getting overloaded and anxious and stressed, I want you to stop reading it and stop listening to it. And I want you to absorb the word of God. I want you to take your mind back to what God says. You know, go to Matthew 6 and Luke 12 and, and all the scriptures that talk about do not worry. If you don't know where they're at, do a Google, you do a Google search. Make the internet work for you ask questions. Lord, where does it say this? Look it up in your Bible. Meditate on it. Think about it. God tells you to do that anyway. And then as you start to read it and you catch that resistance, because you're going to, if you really are trying to grow in the Lord, you're, you're going to realize there's parts of your heart that don't want to receive the word, but that go back to the parable of the sower, right? When it talks about weeds coming in and choking out the word, maybe you need to Maybe you need to get rooted, you guys, and go back to the podcast where I talk about that. It's going to be a process for you to hear the word of God and get it into your heart so it'll grow and bear fruit. But one of the keys, a good and noble heart accepts the word. You got to learn to accept it as true. And that's, that's really number one. But if you realize that you're not accepting it as true, don't judge yourself, condemn yourself. Ask the Lord to give you some insight and understanding. Say, Lord, I want this to be true. And this is where... You know, I'm struggling. You should know within yourself where, why you don't believe the Lord. What reasons and arguments try to come up against the knowledge of God, right? Those are the things they're talking about in Second Corinthians 4. When it says, uh, we demolish strongholds and arguments that go against the knowledge of God. You have to be able to acknowledge your arguments before you can destroy them. Okay? So you guys, I got to get off this podcast. I hope you all have an awesome rest of the day. Thank you for your support, you guys. Please remember to share subscribe, rate it. And, uh, the more you guys do that, you're helping me to get this pushed out to the rest of the world, because I really believe that, um, you know, the things I talk about can influence the world. I want to influence the world with the grace of God through the conversations I have with you guys. And I really, these, these things I talk to you guys about have changed my life. And if it's changed my, my life, I really believe it'll change your life too. So you guys, I'm going to get off here. Have an awesome rest of the day. I will talk to you next time.